Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. What's up, guys? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Friday. Not Friday. It's Friday. Say it with me. Friday. Uh, you just turned it off, didn't you? Um, folks, we, you know, we now have come to an end as of this episode of the first week with iHeartRadio Cloud 10 Productions. And I think it was a dang good week. And I just want to thank you so much for, I was reading some comments today from some of the interviews and it was just like, damn, you guys are really nice to me and you're so nice to my guests and that's got to be easy because these guests are amazing. Danny Pellegrino, Heather Gay, Courtney Skippon, Sophie Ross. I mean, just, just a dream lineup to talk to and, but, but, but more than that, even, even when the guests have sucked, you've been really nice. You've been no, I mean, I really, I'm saying even when the guests have not been as well known as some of these guests, you guys have been so amazing. And I think all of these guests are amazing, but, but just thank you. Thank you for making this so, um, good for me. I was reading some of these comments and it's one of those things I, I've, I, I realized so much doing this, um, some things that I need to work on, you know, uh, I have a, I have a problem with success. I get weird with that. I also get uncomfortable reading positive things about myself, um, but I'm trying and it really, and I mean, I never want to get used to it. I always want to appreciate it, but it is funny. You know, you, you know, we, 
I think we, all of us, we tell ourselves uh, our minds can like lie to us. And, you know, if you have negative self-speak, when you read or hear things that go against that kind of negative thought process you have in your mind, it can, it can be kind of uncomfortable, but in the best way possible. Because I want to believe more of that stuff than any of the bull crap that I kind of, you know, have going in my mind. And the only reason I'm telling you this is because I sometimes imagine you guys might be going through the same thing too. Um, and, you know, if I can get better, hopefully you can get better. We can all get better. And then we can watch more reality shows. And today, of course, is Keeping Up with the Kardashian Friday. So we're going to do a recap of this episode. And I got to... I gotta tell. I don't want to do it. I don't. I do not want to talk about these ladies today. I will, because I'm a professional. But but I don't want to. I mean, sometimes I will roll my eyes so hard at the screen that uh, that Sherman Oaks uh, registered an earthquake earlier this evening. I don't even live in Sherman Oaks. Why did I pick Sherman Oaks? I live in West Hollywood. What? That's so. Why did I even use? Anyways. Sometimes you get too close to a family or you get too close to a reality show and it's just sometimes it just feels like work or you're like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you're not giving us the whole truth. We want the whole truth. And really, all I want to do right now is watch Kathy Hilton. All I want to do is just watch Kathy Hilton nonstop. The girl is just a kook. I think I might even be attracted to Kathy Hilton now. I had a weird dream last night, so now I'm worried about that. I should probably talk to my therapist. Um, but um, And by the way, you guys, when I say I like somebody, it means I like them on the reality show. It, it doesn't mean that I looked every facet of Kathy Hilton's life up and I agree with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like what has been presented to me. And like a lot of these shows... We go by what is presented to us. So what is presented to me so far in the first three episodes of this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills makes me love Kathy Hilton. It doesn't make her the best person ever. She's probably a horrible person. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. Like, we can like what we see and they could potentially still be a horrible person. Or, you know, they could be a great person and they could turn into a bad person later life is full of ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I, I've just been doing, uh, Kathy Hilton, like, uh, fan fiction in my mind all day. And then I started thinking about things like, Oh my God, if we can get Kim Richards in there, cause you know, she has kids. Cause Kathy, remember Kathy and Kim were against Kyle for a while. There's, I mean, there's this family dynamic. I feel if we get, if we get Paris in there, Nikki, we could do away with all the other housewives and just do the Hilton Richards. Like, just do it like family against family. Uh, not unlike how I had an idea a couple of years ago. You know how Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith live in Calabasas? And I feel like it's the Kardashians in Calabasas and the Smith Pinkett Smiths. And I was like, there could be a civil war in Calabasas. Like a fight for the heart and soul of Calabasas. Who do you think will win? Will Smith Will Smith, and Jada Pinkett Smith or the Kardashians? I got to say Kardashians. I got to say, I think Will Smith is scared of Jada Pinkett Smith. I really do. And, and Will Smith, God, that Red Table Talk, I need to do a deep dive. Do you guys watch Red Table Talk? It's a Facebook live show 
with uh, Willow Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith's daughter, and Jada Pinkett Smith's mom, and they <laughs> they talk around a red, they talk at a red table, which by the way I was thinking about doing that with my dad. I'm going to visit Bill and Becky Bailey this weekend. Um, I'm going there for my uh, my nephew's birthday. Um, and uh, I'm very excited to see them. So you'll be hearing them finally on the pod. I think this is the longest they've gone without being on the pod. Um, so I'm very excited for you guys to hear. And I'm very excited to see them. Um, but uh, where, what, where, where, where am I? Who am I? I smell like Burton almonds. Am, am I having a stroke? Okay, sorry guys. Like I said, I am tired. It has been a long week. What I meant was that I was like, I should do like a red table talk with my dad. And just have like me, my nephew, and my dad around some sort of red table talking like manly stuff, you know? But I mean, do you guys ever watch that? Like Will Smith was on Red Table Talk once and Jada got Will to cry. And I'm like, dude, you do not have to do this, Will. Come on. Um, anyways, I always fantasize. I write fan fiction about the Civil War in Calabasas, which, by the way, if you think about it, would be fascinating because remember... They brought uh, Red Table Talk, did the first interview with Jordan, Jordan Woods, Kylie Jenner's old friend, who supposedly cheated with Tristan Thompson. And Jada Pinkett Smith stood up for Jordan Woods. And like to me, that was like shots fired. Chris Jenner was like, the Calabasas is not big enough for both of us. Which, by the way, that's not Calabasas is huge, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so. <laughs> so uh, we just went around the world there, didn't we? Anyways, I'm just saying, Kathy Hilton, I, I did get some emails about this. I love what I'm seeing of her. I did not go back and look at every business deal she's ever done. Obviously, if you heard the Danny interview, we kind of went in. Uh, we talked about that a lot. And what I love what Danny said was this, is that, you know, you kind of take your cues from Paris Hilton because... If we saw, if you guys saw that Paris Hilton YouTube documentary, it came out that Kathy sent uh, her daughter away to kind of a behavioral camp, um, and she got like kind of abused there, and it was just horrifying. And but you do get the sense that Paris completely forgives her mom. They have a very good relationship, and you know if, if Paris seems okay with it, that would be the number one person who should have a problem with it. And if she doesn't, you kind of take your social cues from that person. And I thought that was such an interesting, great way to look at it. So um, it'll be interesting. And by the way, Sutton is having kind of a little fall from grace. But like I said yesterday, amazing face work, amazing face work. And but, but what what I'm trying to do with these shows, too, is that like, what, we're three episodes in on Beverly Hills, four episodes in, four or five on New York. I don't don't write an entire show off uh, I'd say until like eight episodes in then you can write an entire season off but until then like ride this thing out it's supposed to be a roller coaster I think that's why it's it's great to enjoy and and how I look at it now is even if something really disappoints me there's there's another show that's probably on right after it that's just as good if not better in fact I'm starting I'm watching the show hacks on HBO with Gene Smart, it's a, and I'm all proud of myself because it's scripted and it's not reality. Do you guys ever do that where you think you're like a fucking genius because you're watching like a non-reality show? You're like, look at me understanding words that are written by somebody. 
<laughs> I don't even know if I like the show. I think I'm just like that I'm watching a show that's not a reality show. I get like proud of myself. Um, I can't be the only one that feels that way. There's no you guys have to feel that way, don't you? You feel like you're a fucking genius if you throw on the Sopranos. Like, look at me doing a Sopranos rewatch. Like, like I started Better Call Saul for the first time. I loved Breaking Bad, but for some reason I have never watched Better Call Saul. Here it's amazing. In fact, I, st- I like I was not watching it because everybody kept saying it was amazing. Because then I was like, I don't care. Guess what? I got free will. It doesn't matter. You can say it's amazing all you want. If you keep saying it's amazing, I'm going to not even watch it even harder. And then you watch it finally, and you're like, God damn it, this is amazing. Dang it. Now this, and then, it's like a good book. And, and I, the only reason I say this is because it, in past tense, because I don't read anymore, because all I do is watch TV. But you know that part of the book where it's like a book is like really hard to start when you're like, ugh. And then that page where it clicks and you're like, I can't put this down. I want to see where the story goes. Now that feeling of a book is like scripted television for me. Where it's like what episode or what scene is going to click me into a TV show where I need to watch the remaining episodes or I need to binge it. Like reality shows for me, that's just like, that's like air. That's like drinking water. It's, you know, just breathing, you know. But everything else is kind of hard work, so... Uh, but yeah, anyways, I was watching Hacks. I thought that was a really great show, but I was very proud of myself for watching this, something that wasn't a reality show. Um, okay, a couple more things before we get into this recap. You heard Ludacris, Lady Gaga mashup at the beginning. Uh, we got bad news today for all you Lady Gaga fans. The Chromatica tour, which was supposed, the rumors were that it was going to start at the uh, latter half of 2021 now has been pushed back to 2022. So we will not be able to visit Chromatica, the land of Chromatica, until then. But like I said, I said this uh, on Monday with Sophie, I don't care. I want. I just want her to sing the Stars Born album. Like, could we do that? It like You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like with Taylor Swift. Like, she's had three albums now because of the pandemic. She hasn't toured behind. So does that mean, like, Lover, we don't, we just don't hear at all in any kind of concert form? Like, I had tickets to Loverfest. Yeah, I had tickets to Loverfest, and that got canceled. But then at the same time, I kind of want to hear uh, songs from her pandemic albums, Folklore and Evermore, especially Folklore. Like, how's she going to do all this? But, uh, so same way, so 2022, Lady Gaga comes back, but yeah, if Lady Gaga, I just feel like she, all she needs is a guitar, I want to, I just want to hear those Alley songs from Star is Born, you know? Um, and also Ludacris was in there, and I gotta say, I, am I, like, I love Ludacris as a rapper, like, I know, it's, I know it's not like Tribe Called Quest, or like, like, I know it's not like Jay-Z, but he's, it's always fun. Like, I don't feel like, I feel like that's like party rap or something, you know? Um, I don't think he makes rap music anymore. He's just in those Fast and Furious movies, which, by the way, a new Fast, I think it's Fast and Furious 9, is coming out June 26, which is, I don't know if that will be the thing that gets us all back in the theaters. Um, <laughs> are you guys like me where you're like, I don't even think those movies need a car anymore. I don't think, what if it's just those characters? They're just like, you know, just walking. Like, like, it's like, what else can a car do at this point that would really blow you away? 
Like, I just want, like, an intense kind of independent film vibe from the Fast and Furious movies where Vin Diesel is like, what's going on with my life? I'm so lost. I'm so confused. You know? Um, But I just love that there's this whole genre. And, and my ex used to love Fast and Furious. I, I, those movies are so beloved. I, 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 like, those movies are so beloved. Um, but to me, they... They're very silly. So, uh, cause because, like, I drive a Corolla. Like, I can't do, like, it, it's just impossible. Like, I would really appreciate, same with those Mission Impossible films. I would just love if sometime, like, Tom Cruise, like, did some kind of, in, like, in character, did some kind of thing, and then just literally just tore the ass out of his whole body. He's just like, oh, fuck. Because the human body is not, it, it, you can't take that many hits. Or, like, he's just running somewhere and he just gets out of breath. Like, I can't run down the block anymore. Tom Cruise can run in every fucking film. And I'm just like, that's just not... <laughs> you know, like, do you ever think about that? Like, if a zombie apocalypse happens or if some kind of... Da- like, I could maybe last a block if I'm running away from somebody. If not, I'm just screwed. And then what? Do you just give up? You're just like, okay, kill me. Like, I, I ha- I've had a nightmare about where a zombie... like. You could only, you can, like, I would give up so quickly. I would give up so quickly. Um, last thing I want to, what a, what an opening. What a, are you guys, do you guys like when it's just me and you? Do you guys like this? Um, Ben Affleck and JLo. So we got this great paparazzi shot today of Ben Affleck smiling, like, in his car. He was like, kind of like this knowing smile. Kind of like he just got laid, a lot of people were thinking. And here's a, a lot of people are like, this J-Lo, Ben Affleck thing is staged. It's so staged. Oh, it's all st-. like, I don't fucking care. Great. I love it. Guess what? I love stage shit. I, lo- I watch Hacks and Better Call Saul, and those are staged. I love stage stuff. By the way, I, if it makes me happy, I don't care. For some reason, the J-Lo, Ben Affleck pictures make me happy. So, so I like it. I like, and if they're, if they are really doing this, if they think they're pulling a fast one over on us, that makes me laugh because that means they're actually spending time talking about how they're going to get us. You know, they're like, Ooh, what if we, what if I came out of your place and then I'm in the car and I'd give this knowing smile. Think about that. That's hysterical to think about. That's a gift in itself. So even if it's staged to me, it's a gift. And if it's real, I mean, that's scary because it didn't work the first time, so there's no way it's going to work this time. But if it's staged, I feel like that's even better. It's more psychotic. There's more room to play there. And when I write the one-act play about Ben Affleck and J-Lo getting back together, you're damn right I'm going to put all of this in that. And it will be staged in my version. This is a staged relationship in my one-act play version of the Benefer rekindling. So we'll, we'll, of course, keep an eye on that. Uh, Monday, we will be doing uh, Beverly Hills, New York, all of that stuff with Sophie Ross. We got another great lineup of guests. Um, but but um, the other thing, so there is a lot of people coming to this podcast. So hi, hello, you are welcome here. Please stay. Please find out what you like. Uh, remember, you do not have to listen to every one of these. I mean, I damn well want you to. But you don't, and you can you can save these up. You can listen to them all at once. You can listen to them later. Uh, I know there's a lot of content, and that might get people nervous, but it's okay, you know? It's okay. Put them on at night. Just let them seep into your brain. It's like, 
you know, weird ASMR. But um, what I would ask is if you do like it, maybe like suggest a friend to try an episode. Maybe say, oh, my friend likes this guest. You know what? I'll start him over this. I want to build this thing. I want to build Batty Nation. Come on, let's do this. I'm so jazzed where we can go with this. So please spread the word. Um, thank you to all the people that posted on Instagram. That is such a help. Thank you. I uh, I really, really appreciate it. Okay, these uh, these flipping Kardashians. You want to get into this? So, so this episode is called The End Part 1. And all of a sudden I realize, holy shit. Next week is... They're saying the season finale, but that would mean it's the series finale, not the season finale. So to me, I was like, whoa, what, what, what is, what? So all of a sudden this snuck up out of, out of nowhere. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't know if I'm emotionally prepared for this, but remember, we don't have to be because we do know that they are moving to Hulu. And we had a uh, Us Weekly article today came out that saying Travis Barker and his family, Alabama, his little 15 year old daughter that dresses like she's 36. Um, they have been filming scenes with Courtney for this reality show. So I, you know, I just, I really wish they had just called it a day. I just, I think there would have been something really special if they did walk away like this instead of just draining every ounce of, of our money and our sympathy and our love, you know, there's going to eke it out until there's just one person watching and it's Corey Gamble, you know, and food God, of course. Sorry. I had to take a five minute break. I literally went and looked at myself in the mirror and go, you can do this. Just, 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 just say your feelings, Ryan. You can do this. It just, it's, it's like, you just got to bang your head up against the wall with this family sometimes like, I, I know they're doing this for, like, financial gain, but is it worth it? Like, I can't tell what's real and what's... I mean, I can definitely tell what's fake, but it just, like... It, it, it makes being insanely rich seem horrible and potentially boring, you know? And that they all are just... I, it doesn't seem like... You know, here's the deal, like... They get to hang out with probably a who's who of celebrities, but probably don't know many real people. I mean, one of the only cool things about tonight's episode, actually there were a couple, was that they are they went in vacation in Lake Tahoe, you guys, and it's the same vacation rental that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is doing their Tahoe trip in. So it's like, that was fun. I was like, oh, there's the kitchen that Kyle burnt the salmon in I was like oh there that's where they played two truths and a lie you know so I was sitting there like oh this is so exciting <laughs> so um just to catch you up where we are um Chloe is been talking about having a surrogate with Tristan uh, of course we have all of these rumors I don't think the rumors I think he actually does cheat on her quite a bit still um but there have been a couple ladies that have come out in the press. Uh, one that has not been totally debunked, but two, I believe, have been de debunked. And one admitted that she was lying, but that he is a dirty dog. But I would, I would just these these women doing this kind of stuff. 
it it only it only strengthens Tristan because what happens is this is I thought about this for a good amount of time today was that so these two have been now debunked so that makes Tristan able to cheat more and by that I mean so two people have been proven false so Chloe sees that and goes wow Tristan is right it's just all these girls are liars and then Tristan's able to cheat and if he get he won't get caught because he can just say oh no she's lying just like those other girls are you know what I'm saying it almost gives him an excuse to cheat because he can automatically say it's another one of those liar girls and Chloe would you know be like you know what it's it does happen all the time it's crazy so we have that situation and also just remember Tristan's being a total kiss ass this season it's very it's very sad to not not sad to watch it's just gross to watch you know we have the will they or won't they even though we know they won't because we see into the future with Travis the Scott and Court the Scort relationship um which they have been hitting this storyline over the head this final season and it's the only reason the storyline works is because we do know that Scott is with Amelia and Court is with Travis and it just makes us it further we know about this is from everything Scott has said this season is that Amelia no offense to Amelia even though I don't like her um, is that we know he's doing this because he's in deep pain about Courtney being with Travis and the only I mean and by the way the only way he the only way he can make himself feel better is with a 19 year old <laughs> you know what I'm saying like but I you know here's the deal I think Courtney is pretty bland and boring and she wishes she was punk rock and and weirdly enough I'm starting to think less of Travis Barker as this relationship continues but I will say I think I think Scott plays the sympathy card way too much and he is a lot darker and potentially meaner than we even know and I think he's kind of playing certain things and his relationship to this family to his advantage and almost in certain ways not turning them against Courtney at all but at the same time putting doubt in these families uh, family members heads that Courtney actually will ever make the right decision for herself I'm so curious to see I want to see the other family members interact with Travis which by the way also uh, so there was that rumor that because uh, Shanna Mochler Travis Barker's ex said that Travis admitted to or she she caught some information that Kim had slept with Travis Barker back in the day a long time ago and Kim came out and said that is completely false but like what if it isn't you know what I'm saying what if that happened which is just wild to think about because that does not seem like Kim's type at all but then I'm like well you know types are meant to be broken you know like that would be kind of like ooh, sloppy seconds you know what I'm saying but then I who knows anyways so we've been dealing with that situation also we found out last week that Chloe and Kris Jenner they bought matching mansions next to each other so they are building brand new houses next to each other which god that's like my mom's dream if i was like mom i want to build a home next to you she's like what are you kidding me that's amazing let me tell dad um i should like prank her and say that's happening when i come back to visit she'll be like when did when were you able to afford a house i don't get that um 
So, uh, and then we also have this storyline with Kim and Kanye. Because earlier in the season, uh, one of the Malikas said, oh, you know, is Kanye running for president? And she's like, you know what, I don't want to talk about Kanye. And we, we've had a couple hints. Kanye's been in one episode, and that was last week's episode. Um, but uh, we've had Chloe also say that Kim is just a really private person. Um, Kim's psychology is fascinating to me. She, we, we saw it with the baby bar. She is one of the hardest workers. She's so determined. She is, I think, I think she can turn it off like a dime. If she wants you out of her life, you're out. I think she can be very cold at times. And I think she definitely worries about her image so much because she actually has one now. She actually has the image of her dream right now. Think about it. The Ray J sex tape all the way back in the day. That image helped her, but it wasn't the image she wanted. You know, she was able to use that image to catapult her to catapult her to fame, or her, at least Chris Jenner was able to use that. But the image she has now, minus Kanye, is her dream image. Cover of fashion magazines. A billionaire almost with skims. Somebody that does charity work for, for you know, and, and speaks out for prison reform. A beautiful family with beautiful kids. I mean, the only downside is Kanye and Food God. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but this is worth protecting, I think. And she does stay up at night worrying about this. And we have a very interesting scene uh, talking about the Kanye of it all in this episode. Um, but I guess walking into this episode, it just really confused me because it's, it's called The End Part 1, like I said. So I was like, whoa, we're already here? This is uh, episode 11, so that means it's a 12-episode season, plus we know we will get an Andy Cohen reunion. Andy Cohen will be looking back uh, at the entirety of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which I would think, is this like a six-hour reunion then? It's like, how do you sum that up in an hour to two-hour show? And try to get good conversation without it being just some paint-by-numbers bullshit. Like, hey, Chris, do you remember when uh, you got Chloe a cover? That's a crazy story. So, we, um, <laughs> I'm just really, just casual, just sipping my flavor water. Um, so we open uh, the show. And Kim is uh, recording herself. She's like, just a little update, you guys. I'm s I've am been sitting here for weeks just doing self-care, just sleeping and studying. Because remember, she finally admitted she had COVID and her whole family did, which I'm still so livid about. Once again, if there are any celebrities listening and you have COVID, tell us. That helps people. That helps people know that this shit was real, you know? Like, Kim, like, let us know if you're going to get vaccinated, all that kind of stuff. So anyways, she's like, look at me. I just, I feel so fresh. And, you know, she's like, no makeup, but she looks great. She's like, I can't believe I took the baby bar with COVID. That is crazy to me. And she goes, I, I you know, I got my negative COVID test. And, you know, to be honest, I had to get a few negatives. And I can go back to work and filming. And the kids are all negative as well. What if she's like, and I think the kids are negative. I haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks. The kids are negative. Um, she goes, the only thing, you guys, 
my back has been super affected. What if she was like, Kanye blew out my back. Do you guys notice that? That's like a big thing on Twitter now is that people being like, oh, I want him to blow out my back. Is that a thing you girls like? Are you really are you guys looking to get your backs blown out? Are you literally looking to have back issues because of sex? It just it's a fun turn of phrase. But like, I want to know, are you guys really wanting your backs to be blown out? <laughs> like, or do you just want like a, a, like a gentle back blowout, you know? Or do you guys just want to be like jackhammered? That I just realized might be crossing a line. I'm so sorry, you guys. It just, anyways, <laughs> I'm so tired. Anyways, so Kim is, uh, is you know, just saying, oh my back, it back hurts, and that is true. When I had COVID, my back really hurt. Um. She's like, I'm happy the kids are running around and happy. And now I can get out of this room and not quarantine any longer. And then new scene, we have the opening credits. Ding, 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 ding. And uh, Kim and Chloe are taking, Kim's like, oh my God, Chloe, your nails look amazing. And Corey's in the room with Chris and Courtney. And Corey's like, how you feel about this? Uh, how do you feel about this being the last season? Remember, Corey always really talks really softly. And it's usually something to do with like having sex with Chris. Like, I want to I wanna kiss your booty hole, Chris. And he's thick thighs. He's a thick thigh gentleman like myself. And sometimes he wears it well. And sometimes I'm like, Corey, what are you doing? He's like, uh, the, the thicker the thighs, the closer to Chris's vagina. <laughs> He's always just like, he's like, ooh. He's like, uh, on Real Housewives in New York, Leah McSweeney said, uh, only real man eat ass. Guess what? I'm a real man. <laughs> and then he just winks at Chris. <laughs> Ain't that right, Chris? <laughs> Corey's always hanging around. He just has no job. He's like the biggest loaf. Corey is literally like the kid that never went to college and stays with his parents. Corey's like, Chris is like, do you guys want to do, do you want to have any hobbies, Corey? He's like, my hobby is loving you. <laughs> I love you so much. What are you talking? I got a hobby, loving you. <laughs> Corey, do you want to go hang out with your friends? You're my friend. <laughs> you know Chris picks out his outfits, too. You know it. Um, Corey, this will what you'll be wearing today? Okay. I can't wait to take it off and do things to you later. <laughs> And by the way, do you guys notice how Chris is starting to dress like Michael Jackson? It's all like epaulets and like, I swear to God, she's going to be in military uniforms by the time the Hulu show comes around. Remember that period of Michael Jackson toward the end of his life where he started dressing like a, a dictator of some sort, like the dictator of pop? Um, anyway, so Corey's like, yeah, you know, and Corey goes, Corey goes, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. That we were able to do this. And Chloe goes, you know what? I just wish I had been more present this last season. And then all of a sudden they're having like three different conversations. And like Corey's like, I want Kamala to win. <laughs> so now they're talking about politics. It's really, I, I had to rewind it because I was like, am I hearing all of this? And then I realized like we're close to the election, I guess, during this. And Chris goes, oh, my God, you guys, where would you like to go if we had a long weekend? We are always known for our family trips on this show, and this will be the last one. And Court goes, Lake Tahoe. And Courtney goes, I haven't been there since I've been 11. And then Courtney was, like, in charge of, like, making this seem, like, natural, but it's, like, so planted. She goes, 
oh, one of my friends found this really cool Verbo, which I thought it was VRBO. It's like Airbnb, but, you know. So she goes, it's 17,000 square feet. It's on Verbo. My friend just had sent it to me. Maybe that would be a good place. And Chris goes, the trips have been such a big part of the series the last 14 years. And then Chris goes, who should go on the trip? Who should go on the trip? Uh, Scott, Court, Corey. Corey's like, yeah. Uh, Kim, uh, the girls, Kendall, Kylie. And um, I wonder who's in charge of asking Kylie to go on these things. And if it's always Kylie's like, um, okay, cool. Hey, did you guys hear I'm a billionaire? I don't need to do this shit. It's like if, if 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 Bill Gates was a part of the family, you wouldn't be like, Bill, do you want to go to Lake Tahoe? He's like, uh, I have $33 billion. I think I'm going to skip the Tahoe trip. I'm going to go work on these microchipped vaccines. Um, I'm joking. So, um, so Chris is putting the list. And Chris goes, you know what? I also want to do a secret Santa. And Courtney goes, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Okay, good. And, you know, Chris explains what a secret Santa is. And she's like, remember we did that for Kardashian Christmas one year? Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank. But with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. 
Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Guys, I am pleased to announce that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Um, If you listen to this podcast, you know that I take mental health very seriously. It's something I realize that I have to work at on a daily basis. Now, that might be uh, going out and exercising. Uh, It might be starting your own podcast so you can talk out loud. Or it might be seeing industry professionals. And that's what BetterHelp does. BetterHelp will assess your needs and they're going to match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. No, it's not a crisis line. It's not that. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling done securely online. Um, Now, I have visited many therapists over the years, and I have never tried one online until BetterHelp. And I have to tell you, it's amazing. I wish I had known about this years ago. Now, there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. In fact, During uh, this past year, it has been so impossible to see somebody in person. Um, But their service, BetterHelp, is available for clients worldwide. You can log in to your account anytime. You can send a message to your counselor, and you will get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions if you don't want somebody seeing your face. If you're a little tired of the Zoom, you can even just do phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. You guys, I when I used to have a job, I would leave my job for my break, rush over to my therapist, sit in the waiting room, <laughs> wait for my turn, go there, and then have to fight LA traffic all the way back to work. I don't have to do that any longer with BetterHelp. So BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And I love this part. Uh, I love this part. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is even available. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Guys, I'm telling you, I do this. This means something to me. I know it could mean something to you. Please give it a shot. So, in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So, 
That means you can get somebody at a moment's notice. That is so important. Our mental health is so important. And this is just, this is a great part. Special offer for So Bad It's Good listeners. You guys can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. That's betterhelp.com forward slash S-O-B-A-D. The one last thing I'll say is just go visit the website. Just do that one small step. I'm telling you, you're going to like what you see. And I think you'll take the next step to join. And it was like dildos. And I got to just say, I just want to point out, this was like, I wrote this down. I said, it is shocking. Like to think about the history of this show and like how it started, even like in the spinoffs, like Courtney and Courtney and Chloe take Miami. Like Chloe, remember she went to Miami and she was like a morning disc jockey. She was like talk radio in the morning, like a, you know, and that was huge for Chloe. Like that was considered as good as Chloe would get. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the pinnacle for Chloe. Like, she was like, I can't believe this. This is my dream job. And now you look all these, you know, less than 10 years later. It just goes to show you, you never know what life has in store for you. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, Chloe has exceeded everybody's expectations. I mean, I wish she would settle on a face and, you know, of course, you know, her body dysmorphia and confidence, which is, you know, she blames it on us and not, you know, the string of guys that have completely cheated on her and broken her trust. But yeah, it's our fault, sure. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, it is shocking, each one of these ladies, how they have managed to elevate and elevate not even a linear form. Like, they've made leaps and bounds. It's wild. So um, uh, there's a new scene, and uh, Courtney comes in, and Chloe's there, and she's like, and Scott's there on his phone, and and uh, Courtney's like, "Did you see the new issue of People?" And it it turns out it was like a high school project that Courtney had made that had like said People on it, and it just looked like pictures from her past, like super glued onto a paper that said People, and she's like, "This was a project we had to do in high school," and there were some like quotes in there, and Chloe goes, "You were a very deep young lady." And uh, Scott is just on his phone the whole time. And Courtney goes, I've always been a very deep young lady. And Chloe says, oh, my God, you guys, let's do a time capsule for this show. And I was like, hell, yeah, do a time capsule because I'm going to steal it. That's what the new Ocean's Eleven movie is going to be about. Just me and a bunch of like my friends trying to get the time capsule or breaking into the Kardashian storage center so I can get that big. Uh, stormy head, stormy world, that big inflatable that they 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 make they they always blow it up for uh, Stormy's birthday, and they've probably given Stormy a complete complex about her head because it's like giant size, like it's like giant inflatable head of a baby. It's like yeah. By the way, Jax, cruise couchy that shit. Like let me get a giant. Oh my god! If they have cruise cello one day, I'm gonna freak out. Um. But I've always, like, fantasized. I was like, where do they store this shit? You know there's a Kardashian storage, like, center somewhere in Calabasas that just stores all this shit. Like, I want to break into that place and get this time capsule. So Chloe's like, oh, my God, I'm going to take – production told me to do this, but I'm going to make like act like I just came up with an idea. Let's do a time capsule. And I got to say, Chloe has a talking head in this episode that looks insane. It, it doesn't look good. 
and I'm not talking fashion. It's just like the makeup and the nose. It just it's it's weird. Um, and Chloe goes, "Oh my god!" And we'll bury it on my new property next to mom. And uh, they call uh, oh, Rain FaceTimes Rain. Remember, he's the little Mowgli kid that Courtney and Scott birthed. He's just a wild little kid. You can just tell he's like the he's like the Conjuring Annabelle, but like Rain. Rain. And Rain goes, "Hi." I, and he goes, I just farted. Can you hear? And Kurt goes, no, but thanks for telling me. But, like, that's this little monster will just call his parents and go, I just farted. Can you hear? Like, come on, man. Come on, dude. Let's, let's, come on. Let's put some rules in place, Court. Let's do this. Let Maybe Travis can lay down this. No, definitely Travis cannot. Alabama. You guys need to look up Travis Barker's daughter, Alabama, if you haven't already. You will be shocked. And let me just remind you, she's like 16 years old, not like 35 like she looks. So new scene, Court and Chris, they're looking at pictures and uh, she's like, I invited mom over to come look through some photo albums to see what we want to include in the time capsule. And Chris goes, this is such a happy time. And she was sh- she's showing pictures of Kanye's wedding. And then we get a Scott in court, what looked like a prom pic. And Chris says, oh, my God, it would be so amazing, Court, if you wound up with Scott. He just fits in so well with us. He said he loves you. And uh, Court goes, he's a talker. He's a talker. Which this is what we're talking about. Like, I don't like Courtney, but I do think we should listen to her more in regards to Scott. And Courtney in a talking head goes, it's frustrating because we have had our own private talks, me and Scott. And he knows what he has to do for me to even take him seriously. But I don't want it to become a combo all the time with my family. So I just brush it off or laugh it off. And that is, and by the way, she's horrible at that. That's why it's always like this weird kind of awkward where she goes, ha, 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 ha. So new scene, we have uh, uh, Kim and Scott looking through clothing racks. And we find out these are all Kim's old clothing that she's worn everywhere. And it's, it's, it's wild. What she's done, you guys, is she's put a photo of each one of these of her outfit um, when she wore it on the 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 dress zipper bag and it, it, it's like wow she says she's stored every outfit she's ever worn and I'm just like damn that is crazy like there will be a Kardashian museum one day think about that um, Kim thinks it's such a cute idea that we are doing this time ca- capsule and she wants to find a memento to put in it and she's like, this is my Balmain, my Balmain, is it Balmain or Balm? This is my Balmain rack. And uh, she shows us an outfit from Court and Kim Take New York season two. Uh, she saved every look, every event ever. She loves going through it. It's a walk down memory lane. Here is uh, what she wore on her trip to Rome with Kanye. And it's so special to see it. You know what I wanted to see was that what time they went to the Met Ball when Kim was like so pregnant and she looked like a gigantic couch. It was not, it was just like wild. I wish we had seen that. She's like, I wear this to Tao, my birthday at Tao. This is what I wore for the Fendi campaign. And then Scott finds a box of her old fragrances. And she's like, oh my God. Um, oh my God, uh, my fragrances. I'm going to pick my first fragrance and put that in the time capsule. 
And um, she's like, that is important to me because it was the first thing that I did without my sisters. And we have a flashback of the fight at Dash when all her sisters were fighting uh, with Kim because of this. You know, they were like, don't take our name. She's like, don't even worry about it. But she said, this was a huge deal for me. This was my first business venture. And that and the Ray J tape. And, um, but I think that's kind of cool. You know, like you just, it really does. It's got to be mind-blowing to these ladies to think how far they've all come. Like from these like cheap little chintzy, you know, perfumes and tummy teas to what they're dealing with now is just wild. So we're in a new scene. We're at Chris's Palm Springs mansion. Uh, it's Corey and Chris and Tristan Thompson. And um, they're joking about him being traded to the Clippers. And Chris is like, we have two teams in this city. Come on. And Chris goes, we got a campaign for you to get you on the on the Lakers. And, uh, you know, Chloe goes, you know, it has been really nice to have Tristan here during the pandemic. And, but, but we want him happy. We want him, you know, he's not going to play for Cleveland anymore. We want him happy. And he goes, yeah, I've been for the, the Cavaliers for nine years. This is the first time as a free agent. And uh, Chris says, you know, would you sell your Cleveland house? He's like, yeah, you know. Uh, we find out LeBron James is 36 and Tristan's only 26. So he has 10 years left. He's got a long time. So, uh, but this is part of like, Tristan's like I'm a nice guy campaign you know what I'm saying um so we're in this next scene um we are on the private plane to Lake Tahoe with Chloe Chris Kendall all the kids Kim and one last family trip for the show Chris says you know it's a part of this series that we have done every year and people expect it to from us and I'm like do we um I do got to remember, do you remember that one trip where they all let Tyga go? Remember when Tyga, a grown man, was dating like 17-year-old like Kylie Jenner? It is fascinating what, like, I don't know, you know? I imagine if I ever had a daughter, I wouldn't dig my daughter dating somebody, Scott, say, I wouldn't dig, a, you know, uh, my daughter dating somebody my age, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm just like making up a fake daughter in my head, but like it just, and, and like they did that. Like that was, that was Kylie's first love was Tyga. Tyga has one hit song. Like Tyga, like, Ty, like, I wonder if Kylie, like when she donates to charity, that charity is Tyga, you know? Um, Tyga, of course, being the one that rack city, bitch, rack, rack city, rack city, bitch, rack, rack city. So if like you went to see a Tyga concert, You'd be like, will you play Raxity again? <laughs> Could you play it 10 more times? I sometimes wish we normalized that when we get back to going to concerts. Like popular bands, like play your hit song at the beginning and then play it at the end too. I want to hear your hit song two times. That's how much I want to hear songs that I know, you know? So yeah, they're flying on their private jet and there's flashback of all the trips and we find out Tristan is in Boston. He got traded to the Boston Celtics. So Tristan and True are not here. And uh, yeah, he signed with the Celtics. There's a lot of change, a lot of unknowns, Chloe says. Uh, we also find out, this is the first time we find out that, you know, Chloe and Chris, they are building the houses next to each other. But I guess the contractor of the house has stolen these houses from them. And it turns out the contractor had a 35-page rap sheet 
I didn't want to go with him, but mom wanted to still use him, Chloe says. And we fired him because he was trying to steal from Chloe, Chloe says. And so the contractor left with our deed and money, and we now cannot go on the property. And we can't even take him to court now due to COVID. And we're trying to do mediation, but it just sucks. Which is just like, holy shit, you guys. This is when I say more money, more problems, right? Because, like, how is that all not, like, on the up and up from, like, day one, from the jump? The fact that Chris and Chloe are getting, like, rubed like this? It just, that 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 is so bizarre. It almost makes me allegedly think Chris is in, like, drug dealing or something. It's like, how does this even happen? Um new scene uh they pull up to this uh huge 17,000 square feet cabin uh verbo or vrbo there's a huge sign on the door they're a little product placement there uh we find out that kylie is going to meet later <laughs> sure <laughs> you know kylie's like i'll stop by for an hour because like a private jet trip for her is like nothing she's like yeah you know what leave an extra plate out maybe i'll come for dinner so Kim's uh, gets in there and there's immediately all this food on the table and she's like no no I am seeing too much food I'm gonna take all of this away and she starts hiding the food she's like I have gained 15 pounds I just I want to go to my room I just want to go to my room and she's just really loudly compa- complaining and Chloe says she's struggling with a relationship and sometimes you take things out on other things like food when it's about your relationship Chloe is just like such a self-help book these days. It's really annoying. Um, and Chloe goes, what's with you and Kanye? What, what is going on? And she's like, there's no fighting now. It's all calm. And I just roll with it. And so then we get this flashback. And Chloe goes, before we left, Kanye and her had a huge fight. And there's this flashback with Kendall, Courtney, Kylie, Chloe, all in a room. And Kim is crying. Kim is bawling. She's like, I honestly can't do this anymore. I am stuck. I feel stuck for years with him. And he moves to a different state every year. I mean, he's an amazing dad, but I can't do this. And I think Kylie goes, he'll be better without you. Um, he'll, you know, trust me, he'll be better without you there. You don't need to feel guilty about that. And she goes, he deserves someone that supports his every move. <laughs> and then she goes, it's my third fucking marriage. I'm a loser. And that I'm a loser to me is the most bone chilling statement out of Kim because it zeroes in on the whole point is that she cares so much. She cares. She cares that all of a sudden now she's three time loser at love. And that's a bad image, you know? I mean, she's poor at choice, like decisions. When I, when I, I mean, I still hate this part of my, is that, you know, you make this, there's a really strong argument to be made that I don't make good choices. Like that sucks. It's probably in your head, but it sucks, you know? But she goes, uh, I want to be happy, you know, but I can't just move every year. I have to take care of the kids. Kylie is actually tearing up during this whole thing. And it's like this really small scene, but it is the best scene of the entire episode because it's real. And you start to see, you're like, oh, wow. Okay, so, you know, the the I've been done for years kind of thing. Like I've been just kind of waiting for years and stuck for years. That stuck for years comment, that's a very, really strong use of a word, stuck. 
have been stuck for years. And I don't know. Like, it seems like Kanye is insanely love with Kim. Some I just dropped my notes. Kanye obviously is insanely love with Kim. But he's obviously, there's a lot of issues going on with Kanye. And I think Kanye is, he views himself and is an artist. He'll tell us that every day. But he is that guy that, I'll move to Wyoming and just build a compound. So, and I think, you know, his marriage falling apart probably didn't help, you know, when you're not taking your meds. I mean, it probably, I don't know. So I don't want to speculate, but that's kind of what I do. And I hope you find out more information. Eventually, I hope to find out from Kanye's side, and I'm really thankful. And I'm sure the family is thankful that he has not tweeted about this. But remember when he was, like, attacking even Chris, like Chris Chris Jong-un? Like, Kanye has some good barbs when he gets angry. Um, So we have this huge scene, and so... She goes, hey, you know, there's we're not fighting now. Everything's just what it is. She's just rolling with it. So a new scene, Chris is on the phone with Richard, her attorney, and she's like, we have to be a little more aggressive with this house situation. It's going to cost him a fortune to settle this. And they're filing liens against the properties, and Chloe says, my mom and me are so over this. And I'm like, Chloe... You thank God Chris is your mom because I don't think Chloe would know the first thing they want to do in this situation. Whereas Chris is like, I'll just kill him. I'll just kill the man. I will pay to have him killed. Like it's like Carol Baskin that shit. She's like, I will get a tiger and he will. That tiger will eat the contractor. It's gonna be that easy. Um, and Chloe's like, we need our money back or we need our houses. Thank you, Chloe. Uh, there's snow on their balcony and there's this great shot of North just eating the snow. And it's like, wow, North stars. They're just like us. Um, Scott and court and the kids are out on the balcony and Scott's like, you know, we sleep, we sleep in a different bed, you know, a bedroom. Sometimes it takes more energy to not be together. That's my Scott. I'm, I really like my Scott disc imitation and rain is there. The little Mowgli monster and he's just babbling. And in fact, I know that because I ha- I always leave the uh, the closed captioning on, and it just says "rain babble, rain babbles" as Courtney eats a pomegranate. And Courtney's like, "Taste this, Scott. It's life changing." And Scott's like, "Wow, it's like little grapes, little grapes." Uh, new scene. They are all on a bus to go ice skating, and. Kendall's there and I always like now that Kendall came out as a huge stoner like a couple years ago I always wonder if like I try to look for like I wonder if Kendall blazed right before this she's like little puff puff before I go skate with the fam um Chloe is we we find out is filming things she's like a director and she's like when we dig it I'm gonna I'm gonna interview this entire family and I'm gonna put that in the uh the the little treasure thing they're putting together um that they're gonna hide what the god anyways so uh she's interviewing them one-on-one and she's like you know you guys might see on the show like one minute but we're gonna do a couple hour interviews and that raw footage will just be fascinating in 20 years oh time capsule when we dig this up and she goes kindle what are your takeaways from the show and she's like, you know, I don't know if I know anything 
but the show. So I don't know what not having the show is like. She's like, where will you be when you're 40? And she's like, well, I want to have two kids, a boy and a girl, but I'll take whatever I can get. And Chloe goes, I love you, Kendall. Uh, new scene, Court Courtney is being interviewed and uh, by Chloe. And she's like, what's your favorite song, Courtney? And she goes, WAP. And, and then Chloe's like, what does it stand for? She's like, wet ass pussy. Thank you. Um, and uh, Chloe is scaring North and is like, oh, my God, North, a bear is right behind you. And Northy is running. And it's like, Chloe, don't ever do that because you just got bad juju on yourself where a bear will eat you eventually for doing that to poor North. Uh, new scene, Kim and Court and Tristan. Oh, Kim and Courtney called Tristan on FaceTime is and Kim's like, it's your favorite sisters. And I got to tell you, Kim has been so, I don't want to say flirty, but so smiley with Tristan lately. It really bothers me. And it's like, okay. I mean, I don't think there's anything there, but it is weird. It's like, I just don't see how she, I don't know. Like, how have I not, I, I can't forgive Tristan. How's Kim? Um, uh, so they're like, oh my God, your girl Chloe has been scaring the shit out of kids, Tristan. And um, Courtney goes, how is Boston? I once got accepted to Boston University, but my dad wouldn't let me go there. And they're like, have you met your teammates? And he's like, and she goes, Court goes, how's the vibe with the Celtics? And he's like, you know, everyone wants to hang out. You know, I miss, I miss, I miss the, I miss Chloe and uh, what's her name? Oh, true. I miss true too. Um, and I do have to wonder though, if there is an aspect of Tristan when he has to go to Boston by himself, where he's almost scared even of himself and what he'll do. Like, I wonder, like it's easier to not cheat. He knows when he's with Chloe, but I do wonder if he gets scared when Chloe's not there because he's like, I honestly do not think I can control myself. I'm not even joking. Like, I, I wonder if that shit goes through his mind. So Kim says, uh, you know, I did get to see how Chloe and Tristan got so close during this. They spent each day together. And uh, Kim says, Tristan, you know, Chloe's just in a rental right now because of this whole housing situation. It should be easy to get her up there into Boston and he's like yeah you know we'd watch Netflix have hot chocolate and cuddle and he's like feel free to give Chloe that extra push and then Courtney goes love you go Celtics um, new scene Chris is uh, all of a sudden we have this other game Chris is like alright guys I have this game we're gonna do it's a scavenger hunt we created with the crew representing the entirety of the show and they split up into teams, four against three. And so what they're doing is they have this list of things that they'll have to go find a prop to kind of represent that scene. So, you know, there was one of like Scott, there was a scene in a season where Scott imitated a scene from the notebook. So on a ladder, so like Corey took a photo on a ladder that was supposed to represent that. So it's, you know, it's like supposed to like visually key us in and make us so they can do like little flashback scenes. And we were like, oh my God, look at these memories. Um, so it's significant moments from the shows. And um, the first question is, Kim buys this anniversary gift for a guy she was dating, I think that the question was. And she's like, oh, I was dating Reggie Bush. 
or no, Kim buys this anniversary gift in the first episode, and Kim's like, who was I dating? Reggie? Oh, I bet it was a calendar I made for him. Um, so they take a picture of that. Uh, Chloe, there's something with a stripper. Uh, what was Chloe's addiction? It was coffee, and like they had all this flashback of Chloe going, chillax, chillax. Uh, the Scott romance movie, like I said, the him uh, reenacting The Notebook. Um, they find a notebook to take a picture of, uh, you know, what was Scott's unique fashion assess accessory, which is a, ca a cane. Courtney says, it's so impressive. It's so impressive. We remember so much about the show. Is it impressive, Courtney? It's literally your, what you lived. Is it impressive? Uh, the one episode where Chris posed naked with a flag. So we have Chris doing that again, not naked, but just with the flag. They recreate that, um. The car accident in Montana when Chloe lost control at the wheel. So Chloe takes a picture in the car of herself driving. Uh, the episode when Chris decided to build a chicken coop. By the way, if you guys do not even watch the Kardashians, I could just be reading these off and made, totally making them up. You're like, I'm like, Chris, you know, deciding to build that nuclear weapon. That was a great episode. Uh, you know, uh, when Courtney gutted that guy. Um, Chris goes, oh my God, this is going to be close. Both teams are very competitive. Um, new scene, Chris says, uh, it's good that I'm not doing this while I'm drinking. <laughs> Chris loves her drinky, drinky, drinky. Oh my God. But see this, I want to see Chris and Kathy Hilton. That's all I think now. Um, we find out Kim got the first question wrong. It wasn't Reggie Bush. She got an anniversary gift of a stripper pole, I believe, for... Uh, her and Caitlin for Chris and Caitlin. Yeah, baby. I wish I wasn't the answer on any of these. What about old Caitlin? I, Caitlin would have cleaned up in this scavenger hunt. Where's uh, where's my where's my mini putt putt and my helicopters? Yeah. Um. Chloe says it's so fun to take a walk down memory lane. Is it? Is it Chloe? Um. Corey is up on a ladder, like I said, for the notebook. Uh, we have a flashback of the scene with Kim hitting uh, the sisters with the purse. Um, a scene with Chloe naked in the bathtub with candy. The scene with Courtney doing face yoga. This is so many flashbacks. Kim says, we are faced with the competition. We get really crazy as sisters. Kim's team loses by two points, you guys. And Kim goes, good win, good win. So new scene, Chloe is interviewing Scott for her little uh, time capsule film. And... She goes, who would you say is your best friend? And he's like, you know, Court. Uh, you know, even when she's not so nice to me. But, you know, she's always the love of my life. And uh, he goes, all the glitz and all the glam, it really means nothing, you know? That's, you know, the key to life is happiness. And you can't buy that. And Chloe's like, wow, that's deep. And he's like, TTFM, ta-ta for now. My voice is pretty raw, so I can't do it as well as I want to do that as as well as I know I can do the Scott sick voice so new scene Kim is telling Chloe about lawyer stuff in regards to her house she's like um you know the reason they can't do this is the law community is very during COVID blah 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 and she's like I studied the baby bar and so I'm gonna let you know about property and I don't know so um and then Kim goes also Chloe we talked to Kristen uh, court and me and he wants you to move there full time and 
Chloe's like, that's great. I want to, but True has her whole life here. I just can't take her to Boston. Maybe if it was a different year, but it's COVID. I just, I can't do it. I can't move her. And she's going to be wondering why she's in a condo instead of some fat-ass mansion. She didn't say that fat-ass mansion bar, but that's what Chloe's meaning. Kim says, well, he was so used to you being there every day, and now that's taken away from him. Like, Kim, like, what are you saying? Like, he's going to cheat? Chloe says, you know, COVID was good for us. And I'm sure that Tristan is thinking, what will happen with us? And Kim says, I think it's an adjustment for him, of course. I And Chloe's like, I get it. He's there by himself. I'm open to the idea of me and Tristan being together. But, you know, True even keeps asking questions like, why am I in this house? And where is my dad? And who are you? What face is this? Um, new scene. They're all eating. And this is the Secret Santa scene where Chris is like, you know, just gifts that would be sentimental from the last 20 seasons. Chris has Kim and gives her cubic zirconia earrings. Chris is like, so you won't lose them in the ocean. <laughs> or when you do, it won't matter because they're just cubic zirconium. And they, they uh, do a flashback of the, I lost my diamond earrings. And then Courtney going, people are dying, Kim. Um, Kim gives Corey a baseball signed by Kim because they both love that episode with softball. Chloe gets an inflatable pool because her and Courtney watched the water birth. Uh, Scott gave uh, Chris an uh, uh, art by Art Vanderlei. Remember, there was like multiple episodes about Art Vanderlei. Scott was trying to do a punk and just was so annoying. I lost my mind watching those episodes and they kept doing them each season. I'm like, this is not, this is so painful, you know? And Chloe goes, oh my God, Jennifer Lawrence wanted that one, Scott. Remember J-Law is like friends with all these people? So Courtney got a 14-carat gold necklace that says love from Corey. And Corey goes, <laughs> I imagine all future, all the future you're going to give Scott Disick. And Courtney goes, Corey. And Chris goes, that was nice, babe. Um, so basically, Corey was just like, Corey's even pushing the Scott relationship. And Court says, in a talking head, we've had a lot of private combos. He knows what I would need to do to even consider this. Uh, Kindle's gift person isn't there. Who it's Kylie? Because remember, Kylie's a billionaire. And Kindle says, you know, I get I get so nervous giving and receiving gifts. So I am okay not to uh, to do this. You know, like I am totally fine. And remember, Kindle has very bad anxiety. I guess, um, which you know we all do in a way, but. She doesn't like giving and receiving gifts. And Okay, so new scene, the last scene, Kim comes in. Her nipples are so hard. She's like all done up, but her nipples are hard, and North follows her in, and I'm like, put those away, Kim. And and they're like, no, North, this is grown-up talk. It's Court, Chloe, and Kim. And so the girls are now pressuring Court about her and Scott, and Court goes, me and Scott have had so many private combos over the years. Um... And she goes, we talk to, to other people. Like, when we talk to other people, he'll say it's my fault. And everyone thinks we should get married. And she goes, does everyone believe every word he's saying? And this is the deal. Like, this is, I feel like there's a whole thing here that we're not getting because Courtney's kind of protecting him in a weird way because he's the father of her kids. But it's like there is, it's not just Courtney not wanting, there's a real reason here, I believe. And I hope in the final episode we see what it is, we hear what it is. 
Um, Kim says, it's a burden, you're saying? And Kim says, okay, are you going to live your life like this? Is this what you're doing? And Kim says, I need an answer, Courtney. What is going to happen with you guys? And this is like a little setup, though, for the final one, I feel. Like, I don't feel this was, like, really a genuine scene. Kim was being so intense. So it's to be continued. And next week, you guys, is the series finale of this show. We get a scene with Tristan and Kim, Scott and Court, Chris and Kim. We, we see Kim crying and uh, telling Chris. Oh, no, we see Chris crying when Kim's telling her about the divorce to Kanye. And Kim goes, I didn't come this far to come this far and not be happy. So that's a chilling line. Um, I'm, I don't know, you guys. I, uh, I'm very, very interested to see what this last episode looks like. And it just, it kind of seems like they're giving up in a way. Uh, I mean, in terms of making this really special. Because it just, I think it's just going to be like kind of a normal episode. I mean, they're obviously not going to tie anything up because they're going to the Hulu thing. But we'll see. We'll see. So you guys, thank you so much for this week. You made all of my dreams come true. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you have the best flipping weekend ever. I hope you get it spending with family, with friends, eating good food and drinking good drinks and hanging with your kids. And um, thank you for allowing me, into, allowing me into your lives. And I will talk to you again on Monday. Bye, you guys. Betches.